Have you ever gotten to an extreme of deprivation that you started to fear for your health or even your life? Maybe a quick ride turned into much more than you were prepared for. It can be so easy to jump on a dirt bike, take off on a short ride without any tools, water, or first aid. And today's story is just that. And it was a lesson learned the hard way. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. Corey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Devin. Appreciate yeah. it. So today we are going to hear from Corey and his experience on five miles of hell. But first, before we get into all that, Corey, how old are you? Where are you from? I'm 52, and uh, basically I'm from here in Utah. I, I, my dad was in the Air Force when I was a kid, so we moved around a lot. Spent some time in Vegas, Mountain Home, Idaho, Montana. Phoenix, Germany, just lots of different places. So, uh, got a lot of exposure to different things. Cool. How did you first get into dirt bikes? What was your your first dance around the dirt bikes, really? Uh, boy, that was probably when my grandfather. We'd go camping. My grandfather bought a set of Trail 90s, and uh, I always wanted to be on the Trail 90 riding with him and. Uh, eventually he told me, you know, if you can start it, you can take it. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. I was only, I was probably only about five and I figured out if it was up on the stand, I could kick it and get it started At five years old. and then jump down. I could just barely straddle the thing and reach up to the handlebars and I'd push it off the stand. And then I had to put it in gear, jump up and twist the throttle and, and take off all at once to, to do it. And I learned to do that pretty young. And, uh, At five years old. I was I was five six. It was pretty young. I could wow. I I remember vividly reaching up, and I still have the burns from the exhaust. You know, <laughs> we all get those. I still have yeah. scars. Oh, but, and they got uh, that little ventilated thing on the side, uh-huh. so it's not. It's just more of a, yeah. a heat transfer. Yeah, and we had seventy safety gear, which was tennis shoes and shorts. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get started. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward now. When did you do this experience of Five Miles of Hell? What year was that? Uh, it was probably around 07, 08. Um, I, my, my uh, getting into dirt bikes, I was always passionate about it. I always loved anything on two wheels. But with wife, kids, mortgage, everything else, I didn't really ever jump in with both feet until in my mid thirties. And, and even then I, I bought a KLR 650 and did some adventure riding and we did gravel roads and nothing real gnarly. It wasn't really, well, you know, what you'd consider anything hardcore. Um, and then in, in this year, my wife and I, we always have the week of Thanksgiving off and it's our anniversary. And we decided to run down to explore the San Rafael Swell because neither of us had really been down there very much. And we uh, took a turkey fryer and we fried a turkey and had a great Thanksgiving. And she rode around on her little TTR-125. And my son had a CRF-230 that I used. And we puttered around and uh, had a great time. Uh, the next morning we decided I'd seen this five miles of hell trail on 
online on, on some website, and I thought, man, I, I'd like to check that out. I was looking for something a little more challenging, and I knew she wouldn't want to go on it. Uh, she was definitely still a real beginner. And so um, early that next morning, I decided, uh, you know, I'm going to go. I'm just going to jump on the bike and go check this out. It was, you know, late November, so it was fairly cold. I threw on a jacket, threw on my boots and my helmet, and just went and looked at the map, and I saw that there, you know, there's a bailout, and I could ride that little route, route and be back before breakfast. Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I ventured out on my son's 230, and I was... I actually was having a great time. Uh, the first few obstacles and ledges, I, I was having a blast. It was challenging me. Uh, you know, I made it through several of the obstacles. I was working really hard because I wasn't, I had no riding skills at the time, none. I, uh, I was a complete novice. And so I was working my guts out. And the one thing I had neglected to bring was any kind of a water pack. And I was uh, sweating out a lot of water. And I thought, well, it'll be okay. I'll be, you know, I'll be back to camp here in just a few minutes, you know. Yeah. And you were in, in, this was in November, so the temperature that day was? Yeah, it was pretty cool. In the morning, it was really cold. And then as the sun came up, it got, it got warmer. But it wasn't a hot day by any means. But I was working so hard, I was using more water than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point, as I, as I was riding, you know, there's places on five miles of hell where if you think about it too much and you lose your balance there, you know, it's like, it's like you anticipate it and then you fall into it, exactly. you yeah. know. And when you're tired and dehydrated, uh, that gets even worse. And what happened was I started falling over in really silly places. And so I would stop and take a rest <clears throat> and... Uh, get my energy back up and push on and it got to the point where I like I probably should turn around but I've gone through so much stuff I don't know if I could get back out what I just came down through mm-hmm. and I so and I remembered that on the on the map it, w- it really didn't look like it was that far to the first bailout so I thought well I'll just keep going so I kept going uh, fighting the di- dehydration and I got to this insane hill climb the crux the crux yeah i didn't know it was the crux at the time but now i know it really well (laughs) and uh i tried it and i tried it and i tried it to to just about to complete exhaustion um it it i got up the first section which is really kind of the worst section and the bike was laying on its side about halfway up the hill and I was just, I was so exhausted at that point that I just laid, I finally laid down and just stared at the sky. And I vividly remember there was a group of buzzards just circling above my head. I'm like, those guys are, those guys are waiting to have me for lunch. Yeah. And I knew my wife by this time were probably getting really worried and we had no way to communicate. Um, I can't even describe how being that dehydrated and that tired 
and trying to trying to move this 240 250 pound motorcycle up this hill the physical exertion mm -hmm. was just overwhelming i finally basically laid above it <laughs> and i would pull the bike up the ledge as far as i could get it and then kind of hold it and scoot myself up and then pull the bike up and several times i got like where i was almost past that critical point where i could get up and the bike would slide back down the hill oh. It so was, you were you were laying on the ground dragging this bike up. Yeah, at that from point. The front. Yeah, at that oh, point man. I was so dehydrated I couldn't I couldn't stand on that hill without falling down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You were sort of delirious a little bit too. I was delirious and and weak and and it, it, you know I would have would have done anything for a glass of water <laughs> at that point. It was a really really dumb rookie mistake and it, it could have went south really really easily yeah well, we're kind of headed that way yeah and and so i i laid down and watched the buzzards for I, I bet i laid there for 45 minutes to finally get up enough energy that i was like okay we're gonna do this and i was able to get the bike up to where up the ledges i, I drug it laying down drug it up up the ledges and got it stood up Took another long break, was finally able to get on the bike and uh, ride the bailout trail back to the trailer, but I don't really remember anything much after I took the bailout turn. My wife says that I came back to the trailer, I was soaking wet and I had the shivers. <clears throat> I was shivering from hypothermia basically at this mm -hmm. point and she basically took over from there put me in bed, wrapped me up, and I slept for three or four hours before I really came to and, and uh, figured out what had transpired. <laughs> not my best moment. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned kind of the hard way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One, don't go anywhere without water. Two, ride with friends, ride with buddies. I carry a sat tracker now, mm -hmm. just in case. Uh, always have that SOS button ready and I've definitely upped my game as far as riding skills go. Yeah, you were telling me now you're, I mean, you ran the Mint 400, you've done some desert races, so you're definitely a seasoned rider now. I do okay, I'm not great, but hey, I do if you, okay. If you keep up with Chad, this Chad guy, we gotta have him on, he's getting a lot of air time. Yeah. Um, but if you can ride and keep up with Chad, you're a pretty good rider. Chad's pretty impressive at times there's a video i got a video on youtube of him climbing the crux on an xr 200 and he makes it look easy yeah and so after my story and then you watch that video you're like what's this guy's problem <laughs> so well great Corey. thank you so much for sharing your story and i hope i get to go ride with you soon yeah it'd be great okay thanks huh? hey everyone thanks for listening i guess the moral of that story there is ride ready be prepared very fortunate that Corey came out of there relatively unscathed. So if any of you have uh, a story or, a, or some kind of memory that you'd like to share on the podcast or maybe have it read out on the podcast, if you can write it up in an email, please send it to me at thedirtbikejournals at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.